Hey, yo, internets, you are listening to the Combat Jack Show, the Combat Jack Show podcast. How y'all doing out there? What's going on, man? It's 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 it's, it's, it's the end of summer. Y'all y'all feeling good? Y'all y'all did y'all have an energetic summer? Did y'all go on vacation? Saying did y'all work all through this? Did y'all make money? You know what I'm saying like. You know, they say that cuffing season is coming up. We'd like to hear. I'm here for it. Like, we'd like to hear how your summer was. King, where, where can they call in, man, to tell us how their summer was, man? 347-746-2080. Yeah, man. Call us on the, on, on, on the Combat Jack Show hotline bling <laughs> hotline and let us know how your summer was, man. You know, I had a great summer. A lot of changes. You know what I'm saying? Still coming off the high of Mogul and, yep. um, you know, kind of like had ha- – we kind of like had – Half a tour, right? We kind of had a half a yeah, we Combat a couple, Jack we, Show live tour. We hit the West Coast for the first time. You West know, that, Coast, what that up? Was dope. And then where else did we hit, man? I mean, I, you know, we ATL. hit New York and the ATL, and that yeah, was it. I mean, yeah. you know, I, kept we, it low key. We, 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 we got demand. We, we was demanded in a lot of a lot of. They they want us to come out to Chicago, Miami, Chicago, Miami, DC, Boston. Boston. I, don't, I don't know about Boston, though, man. Not now. This, this, <laughs> the, the, this country is real Definitely. incendiary and. You know, the, the racists are all emboldened and, and, and Boston was the first place ever in my life when I was eight years old when my, when my Haitian family was like the first black family living on this block in, in Boston. And this little white boy, um, by the name of Patrick Stretch mm. was like, nigga. And I didn't know what the word meant. And you remember his name. I mean, I remember Patrick Stretch. What's up, Pat? If, if any of y'all out there in Boston oh, know my man Patrick Stretch, I think he's working in the hospital industry right now. Tell him the Combat Jack Combat Jack said, what's up? You know I'm saying it's all water under the bridge years ago. But you are the very first person, Patrick, to ever call me the word nigga. And I appreciate that because I learned a lot after that. You know what I'm saying? But anyway, so I'm a little scared about Boston. Not saying, you know, <laughs> no, no shouts, no shots to my, you know, to our, um, our listeners out in Boston, but y'all, you're a little scary. You know what I'm saying? Um, anyway, Kim, what's going on with you, man? Oh, man, chilling. I just want to um, give a condolences out to yes. one of our homies, uh, one of our supporters mm-hmm. from the West Coast, Mr. Morris, Mr. at Morris. Mr. Morris55 on Twitter, Instagram. Yes, yes. condolences uh, to you and your family, man. He lost his brother. Yes, sir. You know? um, so just want to salute and uh, prayers up, man. And, and, and thank you, man. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, like it's kind of weird, man. Like, a lot of people. It's it's weird, man. Like, there's a lot of people that support the show. There's a lot of people that I deal with online, man. And I really feel like, you know, over the years when you when you when you build like this genuine digital kinship yes. with them, man, it's, it's it's love and it's support, man. And and Mr. Morris has always been there for us, man. And 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 we see we see you, man. And and, and you know, let us know what we can do, Bree. Yep. All right. Or GoFundMe. Oh, Go you're right. There's a there's a GoFundMe uh that's Mena. What's link. Going on? Yeah. What's the GoFundMe link? We'll link. put it in the description. Okay, yeah, definitely support yeah. Um, Mr. Morris and his family uh, during these hard times, man. Um, I love this guest right here, man. This dude yep. is is one of the sharpest cats on many different media platforms. Sharp. Sharp. Like, you know, like, I get jealous because you all hear me kind of, like, stumble through my words. But when I when I listen to cats like Charlemagne and particularly this brother right here, man, Eloquent. I'm like, why can't I t- – why, why am I not, not that quick? Why am I not that sharp? You know what I'm saying? Why does it take me time to build it up? And it's, you know what I'm saying? And I appreciate, you know what I'm saying? Um, this brother's, uh, consistent, um, fearlessness, um, you know, against all the fuckery that goes on in this country, um, and in society, um, and just his vigilance. You know what I'm saying? Constantly about addressing all issues, all types of crazy issues. So without further ado, let's welcome to the Combat Jack Show, Mr. Bomani Jones. Yeah. What's going on, man? What's up, Bomani? Hey, man. Just, you know, hanging around the neighborhood. Yeah, I mean, you, you just moved to New York, I'm man. I'm here, man. How's, how's, how do you like New York, man? It's, it, it's a lot, man. 
like I think that's the ultimate conclusion that I have drawn from this is that it's a lot. So like I remember we got a buddy, Ken Gibbs, right? He told me something when he moved to New yes. York. He was from, like, from Boston. He is from Boston. Yes, <laughs> and, he and, is. And, and let me let me just interrupt. Ken Gibbs told me he was like, "Yo, <laughs> Ken Gibbs recently was like, "Yo, B, be careful about doing a show out in Boston." Like Ken told me that recently. <laughs> so anyway, shout out shout out to Ken Gibbs. Anyway, but I remember when he moved to New York, he told me he was like, "Look, man, um, it takes you about a year." To like really get up to speed to New York. It's like gonna take you about a year to get your gear right and all this stuff. I'm like, what you mean you need a year to get your gear right? Man, you just wind up going so many places. You do wind up needing like more gear. Right. Like, like everything is more and kind of accelerated here. I had a whole lot of walking too. I sold my car before I came up here and I ain't gonna lie. Which like, is, after, which is a smart move though. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah, it hurt and it was definitely smart, but it didn't feel good. And after about a year and a half, I mean, about a week and a half of being here, I was like, look, man, I just need a day off from all this walking, man. <laughs> like, like, this was, you, you get used to it, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it's a little better now, but I mean, it definitely, I'm, I need to get into playing shape if I'm gonna live here without yeah, the car yeah, that I yeah. had to sell. I find it fascinating that the first time you want to show about three or four years ago, you said that you wouldn't leave North Carolina. And then the right. last time you were on the show, you had just moved to Miami. Yeah. And now you're in New York, man. Right. Isn't that funny how life yeah. takes But I always said, I said I wasn't leaving North Carolina until I had to. Yes. And I absolutely rode that all the way out. Because right. I was in a place where I could do everything that I wanted to do while I was there and at those prices. Yeah. Right. So there was no reason for me to leave where I was at the time. Then he's reached a point where he looked around, I looked around and was just like, okay, really, there's not much more for me to do here. So I had a couple job options, wound up taking the one in Miami. Which is it, a great job option. It's not bad. It's not bad. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a weird place to live, though. Well, right. Why? Well, at least where I was, right? It's kind of it's so transient, right? It's so many. Like, it's built for people to drop in for a few days. It isn't quite as built for it's people kinda, to live. It's kind of like Vegas, I would imagine. Yeah, that, I think there's there's a similar sort of quality that we have. Now, I also readily admit that there's a certain part of the Miami experience that I might have missed out on because I effectively priced myself out of my people. I figured, right. look, if I'm going to live, of course, if I'm going to live in Miami, I might as well live on the beach because this course. is the one thing I can do here. You can't do yeah. anything else. The beach kind of becomes an isolating sort and, of place. And, and Florida's a crazy place, though. Yeah, Florida's, Florida's crazy. Yeah, well, Miami... When I first moved down there, somebody who'd been there for a little while told me, it's like, this is, this is different. And, you know, by and large, man, all these places are the same. Yes. Like, they got differences, but they're not really different. Nah, man, that one's different. Like, like Miami is like the one that's not like the other. It's like a city state almost. Like New Orleans is like that too. Whereas like New Orleans is not even like the town that's next to it. Miami is very similar right. in that regard. So, you know, four years there was a good four years. But I would imagine it was exhausting though. Yeah, but see, I'm low key, right? right. Like, I, if I had moved there in my mid twenties, like I moved there, I was right before I turned 33. And I was kind of done with a whole lot of that, like, go, 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 Turn go. If I moved there when I was, like, 25, it probably would have been a different sort of situation. Right. But I was kind of out of turn-up zone, right? And I was there to do something pretty clear. Like, I was there to grind. Of course. Which, by the way, puts you in an odd place in Miami because people go to Miami to spend money. Yeah. They don't really do a lot of going to Miami to make money. Right. Like, so when you're the one that's on the grind, you're almost out of step with the rhythm of everything that's going on. So did you feel out of place? Yeah, I wouldn't say out of place. I'm good wherever, right? Yeah. Like you drop me, I'll find I'll find what my lane is, you know, what it is. But the things that typically attract people to Miami are not necessarily the things that at that point at least that that was like what I wanted to do or what I was in it, you know, what I was in it for. Understood. So. Now it's funny, man, I was reading one of your tweets from a couple of weeks ago, man, and you were saying that um this myth that New Yorkers Unfriendly. Yeah, that's it's not just true. not true. Like, 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 give us your what experience to change your, your. Did you have that perspective? Did you think that we were rude motherfuckers? Nah, <laughs> I, well, I mean, yes, because here's the thing about it: the New Yorkers that you guys export to go to other places, 
they are assholes, right? And all they well, want to say. Well, we don't export anybody. It's motherfuckers uh, that, that yeah, fucking yeah, yeah, yeah. can't make it here. Right, right. And they go someplace exactly. else like, oh, I'm from New York, motherfucker. Right, right, right. right. But right. here's the thing. Those are y'all's representatives, right? Like, I, I, like they, I, have been, they have been dispatched everywhere. I agree. And we, once we get them, that's all we know of y'all Yo, is the people we get. What is it about New York motherfuckers where they go someplace else? They got to announce, I'm from New York, motherfucker. Yeah, because that's it's what they ego. got. It's ego. It's pride. It's, 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 um, in most cases, a lot of I think of these, it's lack of confidence. If you go to Atlanta or you go to the South, it's slower, slower pace, right? Yeah. A lot of cats from New York, they're not used to that. Yeah, but it's what so they got on their resume. That's what that it is. Too, it ain't about the It's boastful. what they got on the resume. Like, they showing up and they deciding to look, this is the thing I got over y'all is that I'm from New York, yeah. which we typically don't care Which about. means nothing. No. Yeah. I remember years ago when I was going to Georgetown Law, and I, I, I was younger. I was so much younger. And I was like, nigga, I'm from New York. And them niggas started swinging back. Yeah. And that shit hurt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, hey, I'm not from New York anymore. Some niggas gets down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. If you don't like where I stay, fly away. Yes. Right? Like, the cats are not here for the nonsense. But I do find that people here, like, there's a much more neighborly sort of feel to New York. Than, than people I think give it credit for now if you wind up in one of these spaces where people got somewhere to be like yeah. that seems to be the biggest that, that, issue that's what it is that people have somewhere to we, be we don't have time to like right. like key key if you gotta go someplace right but see like if you sh- so if you show up to New York like when I first started showing up here for you know different reasons like my brother lives up here I didn't have anywhere to be so if you don't have anywhere to be then you are moving on the rhythm of somebody who's got yes. all the time in the world. Like, which, like our tourists. Right, which nobody else has here. Right. Everybody else has somewhere that you need to go. Now, it's when, go time. Now, when you get to wherever it is that you are supposed to go, it's all good. On the way, it gets a little dicey. People can be a little charged up about it. But no, overwhelmingly, man, people, I find people to be much friendlier here than they were in Miami. Mm. Like, not even close. Now, I would agree, man. How, how are the women treating you here, man? Yeah, man, you know, mm-hmm. I've been doing I mean, mm-hmm. I think the the best way that I would put this is, generally speaking, it goes okay, and people are very nice and friendly. And right. I would say the city has been a continuation of that. That's beautiful, man. Yeah, that's beautiful, man. Um, times have changed since the last time you were on here, man. Yeah, you, I guess what about you, two years ago? Was the last two years time? ago, I mean, like you really like blew the fuck up, man. Has your <laughs> has your personal life changed? Has has things changed for you? Like, how does it feel, man? Just minding your business. Walking through the airport, or just you know, or now going to the bodega. Do you go to the bodega, man? <laughs> oh, I still do. I mean, I, I, mean I'm, I, I don't see how you can't, right? Do, do motherfuckers stop and go? Oh my God, that's Bomani. Well, what's happening now? Like I moved to Harlem, right? And so, like, why I, not Brooklyn, dude? Ah, uh, uh, I mean, it'll what be the, there. What the fuck? It, it'll be there. Well, my brother lives in Harlem, so okay. like I wanted to be okay. kind of okay. somewhere. Because if yeah. I lived in Brooklyn and he lived in Harlem, I would never see him. Like, yeah, I, I mean, like, the weekends is the only time. So it's that, that proximity you catch up. family thing. Yeah, well, proximity part of it too, and also like I mean, I like that part of town. Like that was that was at the very least. Like Brooklyn gonna be there. We'll see what's up. You know, what, at some what, point. What's your brother do? He uh, works in creative marketing for a textbook company. Okay, so creative you know, marketing. For a yeah, it sounds company. somewhat ironic, but you yeah, know, it's like this sounds. It's a sexy job for some. A, yeah, a textbook. Life is a funny thing, right? Yeah, life is a funny so thing. So does he like create like ill covers and shit? Well, does, yeah, they do videos and copy and you know like that sort of stuff because you know the book. Here's the thing: the books still have to be marketed. People yeah. still got to decide. Schools that they're gonna have buy to buy. It. Yeah, and, and you know you're dealing with college kids in large measure. So does he this. fuck with the covers like Columbus was a snake? <laughs> yeah, that would be actually a very good question. No. If he could get in there and tweak it. But no, but like, I was walking outside today and a dude stopped when he saw me. He was like, yo, like, you really live in the hood, like, right here, man. Like, the idea that, 
that I would act like I would actually live in a place where he could just be walking up and down right. the street seemed to like really throw him like that. That's the thing that's been interesting. Like the people that I've seen around where I live who have recognized me have been really on some like welcome to the neighborhood right. sort of thing. So yeah. like that one's a little bit different. But yeah. over the years, Which I, I find kind of odd because New York is one of those few places, right, where you could be anywhere unless it's like the hood, hood, hood. You can walk any place and you'll see a familiar face like a celebrity yeah. in the whole yeah. line and be like, oh, shit, my man lives up the block. Or, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I live in the neighborhood. Yeah. Yeah, but this is, but the way it's received though is like, so it's, it's totally different than like the airport, they right? They don't know where you live though. No, 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 no. I, I take you, steps. You gotta, you gotta I, I take steps on that. Yeah. Uh, but no, but like in the airport, people. It's, it's still not all good here, B. No, it's not all good anywhere. Yeah. Right? Like, like here's the thing. When people know where you live, like everything is there. The well-intentioned, the bad-intentioned, it's yeah. all yeah. wide open, yeah, right? Yeah. Had to get the doormat. Yeah. After you live with a doorman, you don't go back to no, 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 no. The doorman was essential. But, 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 what's what's the good and what's the bad of you having a higher profile? Um, the good I would say is there are people whose work that I might like really be into, admire, whatever way it is, and it is far more likely now that they know who I am, which then makes it easier to approach and, like, discuss things. They're like, oh, even shit, if I, we're, we're peers right, now? Right, right. Like, even if I just want to geek out and do some, like, fan-type shit, like, it's more likely that I can get into a position to do that right. than before. The downside is, so, if you're a type like that O.J. Simpson 30 for 30, I thought it was fascinating about this, how O.J. wanted to be famous. O.J. Yes. wanted to walk in these rooms and be mob by all these people, yes. right? So, like, with TV, I always feel like, there's two kinds of people. There's people who got in it to be on TV, and then there's people who wound up on TV. Right. And, like, the people who got in it to be on TV, they bathe in it, right? Like, they're walking out every day expecting for somebody to recognize them. They talk loud as hell at the counter because, like, that that is what they want. I'm not built like that, right? So, it by and large, people are very nice and very kind when they come up. But it's kind of weird knowing that, like, at any given point in time, like, you're talking on the phone somewhere – you might not be able to talk like other people can talk randomly amongst places because there are people yes. who are listening, of right? Course. Like, and you never know who those people happen to be. So, you know, as someone who doesn't necessarily need to be looked at, being looked at more is not necessarily the best thing in the world. Any stalkers? Any any issues with that, man? Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, really, yeah. Like, yeah. tell us about that. Um, hmm, the problem is they don't stop stalking, <laughs> right? Like, they'll be right here. What the f- that, that, to this. that shit. I can't even understand what the fuck that is. I mean, I had this one incident a couple of years ago. It's not even on. It was not even a stalker. It was just I was at a South by Southwest, and I was at this party, and this Asian chick was like, "Oh my god, you're a combat jock." And I was like, "Yeah." And a whole fucking night, she stared at me, and it wasn't like one of those. Comfortable, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, "Is she gonna try to fucking stab me?" Right. That was the, that was the extent <laughs> of it. But like, like, what's your situation, B? I mean, like I say, there there have been a couple of things that have happened at various points. Emails, where, calls. Uh, yeah, um, now calls. Haven't had calls. Get airdrop. Emails, kind of. <laughs> um, like I, I've had to like call some people and be like, "Hey, would you mind uh, investigating looking into this one, please?" Uh, could you? Could That's got to be that fucking out? disturbing, B. Yeah, yeah, it's different, right? But see, the thing I always do remember about this though is that like, is like we like laugh and marvel about this idea. You talk more and more to like women who work in the TV game. Just oh. about all of them have yeah. had like multiple real ones, yeah, right? Like yeah. they can just sit there and trade like, like stories. These, these men out here are creeps, like like. Like yeah. men out here, I've I've heard some stories from mm-hmm. from women celebrities, and that yeah. shit is like, oh yeah, like like when we talk about 
white privilege. Oh no, man privilege. Like like a... male privilege is a fucking great thing to have. Yeah, yeah, man man privilege is a monster and like you'd be surprised <laughs> how many women are not using their legal names on television. Yeah. Like you go like people you I've no. You go out with them and the credit card got a different name than the one that you have been introduced as cuz the stakes are too high for them to be out here yeah, with their crazy, names man. out there in the streets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. It's wild, right? And the thing Part of it, too, that doesn't get discussed enough is there ain't really that much you can do to, like, hide your address. No, not at all. There's, there's, not, not in this age. There's not much you can do. There's yeah. not much you can I mean, unless you're, like, you're not going to register to vote. Uh, maybe not get a driver's license. That one can be a little tricky. But if you're going to buy a house, you're going to need to buy a house yes. through some sort of company or something because all these things are out there. Like, I remember this was a few years ago. I was giving away when I was selling T-shirts, and I was trying to give, one, give some away. And I was like, all right, first person to tell me my middle name gets a T-shirt. And some dude responded with it and was like, yeah, I just looked up the property tax rolls. Hey, yo, Internets, this week's episode of the Combat Jack Show is brought to you by Bombfell. Whether it's online or at brick and mortar, shopping online could be hell. But now there's a better way and it's Bombfell. Bombfell is an online personal stylist service that helps men find the right clothes for them. Listen, man, I, I know how hard it is when you're in the crunch. Unlike any other services, there are no fees to work with them, so it costs nothing to sign up. It's simple and it's straightforward. All you got to do is complete a questionnaire and a dedicated personal stylist will handpick pieces specifically styled for you. No Bandulu pieces, official pieces. And then, once you've viewed your selections, you'll have 48 hours to make any changes or even cancel altogether. You're in total control and you only pay for the clothes you keep. Plus, you have the option of receiving clothes once every one, two, or three months. Because Bombfell is on your side, and they don't make money if you don't find something you want to keep. I'm going to tell you, man, you know, the, the best thing about Bombfell, man, is I tried it out a couple of weeks ago, man. Cass was like, yo, where you get that new polo piece? Yo, listen, shh. But now, you know, I'm about spreading the wealth. You know, Brooklyn, spread love, all of that. Yo, Bombfell, Bombfell, Bombfell is the place you got to go. Yo, Best of all, Internets, we've negotiated with Bombfell to get our listeners a special 25% off your first purchase when you go to bombfell.com slash jack. That's B-O-M-B-F-E-L-L dot com slash jack. Listen, you know, you've seen what we've done with other brands and, and y'all trust other brands that we bring you. This service right here is Bombfell. The right fit is waiting for you at Bombfell. What is your middle name, sir? Babatunde. Babatunde. Yeah. Bomani Babatunde. Jones. Jones. There we go. That's a, good, that's a smooth yes. name, man. And it's, and, it's in the, and, it's in the, and it's in the property tax rolls. Like, like, that's, that's, that's crazy. They can come get there. Anybody can come find you, really. It's tricky. So is it is it more difficult for you to interact socially? Like, like do you have a sense of uh, paranoia when you're out socially and it's like, yo – are people vibing with me because it's me or people vibing with me because they know it's me? No, I don't worry about that because, okay. I mean – Perhaps I'm viewing the world through a self-indulgent lens, but I think I'm a pretty viable cat, right? right? Like, I don't think – I'm sure there are certain people whom I have met who have responded to me differently than they would if this were, like, how I was kicking in, like, 2010 or something like that, right? Like, there's probably some of them. My thing about – I've always felt like being on TV and stuff like that is, yeah, you're going to get some that just want somebody with some bread, but nobody really has a good idea how much money I do or don't make. Like, I'm not – like, if you if you hunting for bread, I'm probably not the way for no, you to go, right? Do, right? I'm not – at least I'm not, like, readily – identifiable right. as that person. But what I do think happens is you get on TV or whatever it is, 
as somebody that might have been rocking with you if you had been at the office with them or if they had seen you in the mall, but they got no way of knowing who you are. You got no way of coming across them in any sort of way. Boom. you on television, right? So, like, take Flav, Flav for example. You yes, got sir. on TV out there. Look, you might think that there's eight women in the world that want to highlight Flavor Flav, but guess what? All eight of them have now seen Flavor Flav on TV, and if Flavor Flav show up in their city, there's a good chance they might show up to kick it with Flavor Flav. So maybe it is entirely possible that these are people who would have not rocked with me if I did not have the job that I have. But, dude, I'm in sports also, right? Yeah. Like, I mean, but sports is real sexy. I mean, Yeah, I mean, yeah, sports is real do- sexy to dudes. So many women are into sports. Yeah, 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 there are. But I'm just telling you, like, the groupies I got is primarily a bunch of dudes yeah. like the women that same, I same here same with the combat jack yeah, show yeah it's the same thing but like the women we do the combat jack show live and, and no 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 shots to anybody but it's, 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 it's a lot of dudes it's a lot of dudes what's up combat yeah so but if I if I, <laughs> if I if I come across like a woman who knows me from my work it's not necessarily going to be the sports stuff. It's, right. it's, it's, it's likely to be like some of those other things, of but course. not dudes, man. Like I just got back from the black journalist convention. And yeah, man, it was just like like I like if I if I have a crew of groupies. It's dudes, man, which, I mean, like that pays off if they're waiters and they give you dessert for free. Otherwise, you know, not necessarily. A lot of hot breaths in the club. Yeah, yeah, a lot of hot breath and wet down, (laughs) you know, and neither one of those things is what's up. Now, was this the same uh, convention that Omarosa attended? Yes, it was. Were you were you there? I was not there for that. Yo, that shit was crazy, right? Yeah, I wasn't there what for What the fuck were they thinking? Well, so yeah, I wasn't there for it because as soon as I saw she was going to be there, I was just like, okay, I don't think I'm going to get anything out of this. I'm a little right. too tired. You to, weren't to you weren't going. at least interested in like what how much of a car wreck is this going to be? Kind of. Right. I kind of was. But also, so like Nicole Hannah-Jones in New York Times Magazine was supposed to moderate the panel. She found out Omarosa was on it, and she decided not to. Jelani right. Cobb decided not to. It's you know, like, and, and I thought about the fact that they decided that they weren't going to do that. And I was like, okay, I don't really need to participate. Or um, support this nonsense. In this. Yeah, right. yeah. Like, that's not – and I, I, mean, I just totally was not interested. I did not think, though – that it was going to go off the rails in the way that it appears oh, that to was, have that gone shit was off amazing. the rails. I mean, she, I mean, they broke Ed Gordon, man. Yeah, they broke. And see, what Ed Gordon apparently didn't recognize, and I could be wrong in my view on this, but here's the thing, man: you can't get in there like scrapping it out in that way with somebody who's here for it. Yes. Right, like I, I get the feeling, like Omarosa is like I woke up this morning hoping, waiting that something I, I, like this I, I, would happen. I pray a nigga yeah, would, yeah, yeah, and she and she is willing to go farther than you will. Yes, right. So it's yes. like, how do you fight somebody that's not afraid to get hit in the face? Right, she's not afraid to get hit in the face. You can't win with this one, and he, apparently he just got to a point where he just couldn't take it anymore, and then it all shut down from there. And I was like, oh well. I mean, the shit was cringeworthy. But it was, it was shit was still crazy, man. Yeah, shit yeah. was still amazing. Yeah, that wasn't a that wasn't a good idea. Yeah, that's the safest way to put it. That wasn't a good idea. You know, talking about scrapping, man. Like you're kind of like, kind of like on Twitter, man. You're kind of mm-hmm. like, I see kind of like this relation. It's like you're related to Talib Kweli, man. <laughs> no, no, there's a difference though. <laughs> no, 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 no. I, we'll get into that, yeah. but dude, you 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 don't back down from any takers. It well, seems. Yeah. Well, see, here's the thing for me, right? Like, I mean, you talk about like being sharp. Like, I am quick with some of these yes. things. It's light and work. short and short. Yeah, because, see, that's the big thing. It's just short. Yeah. Like, I don't have time to right. do this for very long. Like, I am, I am often a amazed at the things that people are willing to like trip over, and b quite honestly, sometimes I am impressed with myself and the things that I might be able to Sir, come up with. I will to tell you, you people. are such 
an eloquent asshole on fucking Twitter. <laughs> when you serve these motherfuckers, I'm like, yo, I, I, I just needed that. Yeah, but the thing is, you know why I do this, and you know why because we because we've been cool since before all this stuff happened, right. right? So I was able to watch as I as I gradually became the dude on TV, right? Because before I had all the other stuff that I was doing, and if you knew about it, you were in on something small, and we kind of had a community yes. and a crew that was better that was built around it. So then once I started getting on TV, I noticed it was just fascinating how angry people were getting at things a like especially early before they knew anything about my personality of course the things they were getting angry about that would have nothing to do with me or not at all be reflective like, like, like what like what oh, just i mean like like and on that is just like whatever they would assume my view to be on something right like they go through this like I'm the, you know especially then because i was younger like the young black dude right, right. so anything they go put on the young black dude they're going in that direction and so i know they're not mad at me they are screaming at the idea of the person on television, right? Like, that's what it is. Like, there's an avatar. The idea of you yes, being the black the, dude. The notion, yeah, right? Sometimes it's the black dude or whatever it happens to be, but they feel like the person on television is not actually a person, right? Like, they're just screaming at the image. And so it was wild to be, like, a decidedly real and regular person and see that these folks were just at home and this is what they did. And I became fascinated and also felt like, hey, sometimes y'all need to know, man, the bear bite back, yeah, right? Like, you know, the bear is not here for you to just, like, wail away at. Like, it doesn't hurt my feelings, these things that people say, because they don't know me. But and, 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 and at the end of the day, like, how can it hurt you? You don't, you, yeah. you said you don't know them. They don't, they don't know you. No. Half the time, these motherfuckers are silly. I love, yeah. I love, I love when you, when you, when you make your point and you correct their spelling <laughs> be, yeah. and their but grammar. I, and you know, I'm only doing that if you call me stupid, right? Because we all make mistakes, but <laughs> right. you're not going to call me stupid and you don't know the difference between your and, and your. There. Yeah. You're not, you're not going to do that in the course <laughs> of calling me stupid. Like that's the line. I would let you slide for it if you're just not out here trying to call me stupid like you can't have both when you want to play that so yeah so i just like it's somewhat entertaining for me i think other people often find it to be entertaining it's too much for some people i don't blame them but i also like early i don't care as much about this now as i did before but i was sharing that because like if you were part of like the the tight community of people that i had around me at the time these are jokes for us. Yes. Like, can you believe that these jokers have come from the outside and this Into is what our they're community, saying? Our, our yeah. little blogosphere right. community. And, and now we're about, we about to clown them. Why? Because yeah. you mad. Why are you mad? Because I am not mad. They stay mad. And that's the best part. Now, does does it wear on you sometimes or is it just like sport to you, man? Yeah. Like, the times I don't feel like it, I just don't feel like right, it. Right. You know, like, like if... I only do it if it's sport, really. Like, there's sometimes I may be a little frustrated because, you know, the world or whatever's going on in it. But by and large, it's really just sport. Yo, you know what's so telling, man? It's like, you know, here you are. You know, you're this famous dude in the sports world, right? And I would imagine, like, the, I would say that the idea is that most of us tune into sports because we want to escape from the realities of the real world. But then I'm just so amazed at this intersectionality of sports and race and how it always comes up man can we talk about that yeah it's unavoidable like how, how like like it seems like sports brings out the best of the racists man <laughs> you, 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 am, I, am i right well i feel like sports here's the thing about sports for the racists right the assumption by and large is that black people are naturally better athletes mm -hmm. than white people what this and white people are naturally 
more intelligent. Yeah, yeah, right, right. Life. Like that's the story. Uh, goes, that, right? that, yeah. So for you, the Razor Sports fan, you are going to wind up in a bit of a conundrum because at some point you are going to invest your emotions like in this black person when investing emotions in black person is the antithesis of your existence, right? It's also then going to bring out if you don't like somebody, the hatred on that end. Now, part of what was wild is like there's all kinds of reasons not to like people. And what I do think that people are often bad at is identifying why it is that they don't like people, right? So, like, they have no fucking clue. Yeah, yeah. So, there's like plenty of people who don't like me for whatever reason. That's cool. They don't all dislike me because I'm black, right? I don't, I don't have any idea what the percentage is. But if you are a racist and you happen to dislike me, your explanation for disliking me is probably going to go to a place of race. Like, that's going to be the first place that you wind up going. That's the same thing that happens in sports, really, right? Like, there's dudes you get to not like. It's just once you hear them talk about it, man, they don't know what to do. But then they also wind up in the conflict because there's a legitimate admiration for the fact that these cats not only can do something that you can't do, but it's something that you wish you could do, even mm. if you have convinced yourself that you were never supposed to be capable of it in the first place. So you imagine if you got all that stuff swirling inside of you, how it all comes out when these real world topics come. Because, look, man, we ain't got no choice. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't. We have no choice. Yeah, I mean, this is what I mean. So, like. There, there will be days like Shannon. Uh, Shannon Penn produces my radio show, and Shannon will hit me. It's like, yo, we want to talk about Kaepernick today? No, like I just don't feel like it. It's not. Is it necessarily fun? Right? Like I'd much rather get out here and get is, on is these it, jokes. Does it wear down on you? This, this, yeah, like, it can, right? Like it's, a, it can wear down because if you've been talking about the same thing over and over again. B, it gets frustrating when you hear people make the same ridiculous, stupid points, logic that, that we've been, you know, cutting down for a year now. Like that gets old. And three, I, I'm in this for the jokes by and large. Like I'm looking for the jokes wherever. I I can find the jokes because that is what is more fun. These topics can be exhausting. But if the answer to the the answer to the question is the answer to the question, and I can't mislead whoever it is that I'm talking to. Like, I feel like what I've got is based on the fact that people believe in nothing else that I mean what I say. And so I have to say what I mean. Now, I mean, there's some things I mean that I ain't going to say because I, then I won't be saying anything anymore, at least right. not in a public place. <laughs> um, you know, like, like we ain't going to be stupid about right, it. Of course. But, you know, if this is what it is, then we just have to identify it as being what it is at a particular point in time. I try not to do a lot of what ifs. I try not to get too much on like, like the, in, with the presidential politics, the, if Obama did that, dot, dot, dot. I right. try not to play that game too much because there's no point so much. Yeah, it's, it's useless. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, and I get why people do it, but like, I don't really try well, to imagine if this, like, we know yeah. what it would be. Like, right, right, right. We know that, right? Like, I try not to traffic too much in, in that space when it comes down to it. But the real is, man, if the answer to the question involves race, then we're not going to avoid it. And I'm not, you listener, I'm probably not talking about you unless you own the team, right? <laughs> you know, or whatever it happens to be in that story. I'm probably not talking about you. Let me ask you though, man, is there, has there ever been a, a time when, you know, you've dealt with some of these people who have these ass backward notions about race and, and black people or, or, you know, people of different, 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 different lifestyles and whole not. Has there ever been a point where you've actually reasoned with them and they were like, Oh shit, I see your point. Yeah. It happens more than you would think. Really? Right. A lot of people will go really? out of their way. Like the, the in- inbox on the Facebook fan page is not rare to get somebody who was like, look, you know, I had this thing that was going on. I really stuck, you know, after a couple things or a couple, you know, some examples that they had and they really were like, yo, I did not think that you were right about this thing here or generally at first. No, it happens a lot more than people think. Now, the, here's the thing, though. 
I'm not really that worried about the people like way off on the deep end on the crazy part. Like chances are we're not going to get you that. You, you, you can't rationalize. No, nah, but there's a lot of people like in the moderate space mm. who are in denial of certain things. Or at least I would consider them to be in denial on certain things. And those are the ones who very often come over. Like, like I had a very good friend of mine today. He hit me up and like this white dude. We are we are very close. We are disagree. Like he's to the left a bit, but we have disagreements within you know things on the left. You know stuff like that. And after Charlottesville, he hit me and he was just like, so um, I just wanted to apologize. I was like, what you apologize for? He's just like, you had told me for a long time that you felt that there was just a level of racism that was kind of baked into America, yes. right? That was in there. And I just always thought that you were being too cynical. I thought you were being dramatic. And now I realize that I was wrong. Like those things happen. You never know what the moment is that somebody might begin to see things a little bit differently. But this is not... This is not really banging my head against the wall. Right. Now, part of why I retweet a lot of those crazy people and the things that people say is there's a whole lot of people who silently agree with the dumbest among us, mm-hmm. right? And they're, they're sophisticated enough to know that they probably shouldn't put their names on some of these things these dumb people say. Which is why they never right. have their names or their right. addies or some, and, and that's why, some, but, some but, flag right. or some chicken but, or just but those egg. Pe- but those people sophisticated mm-hmm. enough not to say anything never get checked and never have any reason to reconsider these things because – they're not, since they're not saying it, nobody's saying anything to them. But if person with 25 followers who says something that I know is mm. not really that rare or unpopular in the space, I can take that cat. I can put him out here. I can say what I say about him. And you over there who agrees, you see it. Mm-hmm. You know it. Mm-hmm. You And you can just you can have the shame to yourself. But you know that this is it. But no, I think I think that there are a lot of people who legitimately respect the fact that I think about these things and pondered them, and they do legitimately and truly, and you, listen you're, you're, to them. you're better well versed than they are. I mean, yeah, yeah. Not everybody's happy about that, right. but I do think there are a lot of people. Like, I think that people can tell. When, people can tell if you're really like thinking about the stuff that you're saying. If you're just popping off, right? Just pop some shit just for people to hear it. They can see through that. They know what that is. I think that people can tell that I'm really giving you what I think, and I've spent a lot of time trying to consider these things. Of course. And I do think that the I think the audience is generally smarter than people give it credit for, and I think they have respect for people who put that time in. That's crazy, man. How do you feel though, man? Like you know, you just touched upon it. Um, I've been doing the show for seven years, and I've always been talking about you know what, what it really is to be black in America. Seven years, and I've had people like attack me about talking about the concept of white privilege and the whole nine. Um, how's it feel, like, especially after the events in Charlottesville, and especially how this president is just d- doubling down on his, um, you know, fascist, Nazi, KKK rhetoric? Um, how's it feel that people are now saying, "Oh my God, I see what's going on"? Like, like, like the person you were yeah. talking about. How's it feel after you've been talking to these people for such a long time? It doesn't it. Do you take it personally? Because I kind of. I'm like, though, black people have been telling you all this shit since we fucking landed here. Yeah, I guess I've made a certain level of peace with the fact, like, what you talk about, the people have been telling it and nobody had been listening. Like, I guess, I don't know if my expectations just aren't that high of people or what they were going to do. What I do think is interesting, though, because I do understand how Charlottesville is the line for people in a way that I think is reasonable in spite of the frustrations that we may have of trying to say these things and people not listening. I feel like for people, they looked up and they were just like, okay. I thought we could all agree on the Nazis. <laughs> right, right. You see what I mean? Is. Like, so you we imagine, might, we might right, not agree right, on all, right, all, right, right, or great, great, great. Right, we're not talking but about Nazis. Yeah, yeah, we, we're not talking about affirmative action. Right, right you understand what I'm saying? Right. We're not talking about rent control. We're not talking about Black Lives yeah, Matter. Yeah, yeah, we're not. Yeah, we're not talking about the police. We are talking about the Nazis. Nazis. That's like I thought we all could agree on that. So for those people <laughs> that look up and see, actually, no, there are large numbers of people that are looking at the Nazis and are like. 
I mean, I don't really see what the problem is. Right. That is what I think shook people. They were like, wait a minute. We can't even get on board behind the Nazis. Why the fuck didn't we? Why the fuck weren't we brilliant enough in the 60s? To name the KKK Nazis, like why weren't we brilliant enough That's to do great, that shit? That is a fair question. Like, right? We spent, a, we wasted a lot of time trying well, to get these people to see, well, think, see what, what the fucking deal was. Well, think about it. It's interesting that you mentioned that because as it became a discussion of like Nazis, right? The Associated oh Press God. this week said in their style guide that the alt right is no longer an acceptable term because all alt right was doing was dulling the edge off of what was effectively racism, right? They, 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 they said, yeah, they said, yeah, quotation guys, marks right. and all this stuff, right? And that seemed, you know, you just think about this as an idea that as all these things have happened and come around, like all of a sudden at that moment, they realize like, yo, all right, we probably shouldn't just ride along with the name that they decide to call themselves, right? Okay, now we're not going to do that anymore. Like, there's the, all these little awakenings that seem to be happening. Now, I don't know how far those awakenings actually go, right? but we seem to be at a watershed moment in American history. I mean, history. Baltimore, shout out to Baltimore, man, for, for quietly. In the middle of the night. They, the say, middle, they were like, fuck this bullshit. Well, here's what, Also, I wonder, like, how many of these places like Baltimore, if they're looking up and they're just like, yo, man, we can't afford to be on TV again. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like you thinking about that. If you're, the, if you're the mayor of Baltimore and all this stuff that's going DOJ, on. DOJ, Freddie yeah, 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 all yeah, Yo, yo, because they, they coming for these. Yeah, yeah. Like, that, that's the other thing, too. They looking around and they're like, hey, man, okay. So in Durham, they went and yanked the damn thing out the ground. Yeah, you know, yeah. I lived in Durham for 10 years, right? Mm-hmm. They yanked the damn thing out the ground in Durham, right? So they got, you know, put out the warrants to go get all the people who did it. They got a lot of folk down the street in Durham to turn themselves in for taking that statue down. Like, that's how real that it's gotten in Durham over this issue. Baltimore's got to be, oh, oh, no, oh, no, 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 <laughs> no, 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 no. Like, I, for all I know, they got the things in a storage locker ready to bring them back on another day, yeah. right? Like, I don't know if this is permanent or not. Right, I have right. no idea. Right. I just know that as of this moment, Baltimore was like, we are not about to be next. No. And that's why I think all these rallies in these different places, let's see what happens, right? Yeah. How amazing is this fucking president, man? Like, how amazing is he that he's doing the work for us. <laughs> this, I mean, isn't that amazing? Like, this dude managed to keep his promise of uniting America's Americans together against his dumbass. The, the part that I always found interesting about Trump is that he's beholden to no one, mm-hmm. right? Like, that's what made him fascinating. You think, the, you think so? Pro- he, like, this well, dude well, is really... Well, 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 it, within the... With, within he's really the, a loose cannon. Like yeah, within the, within the political structure, yeah. right? Like, I think there are fair questions about if he's beholden to other people. And that's that's what got him in the office. Right, right. Was, that was exactly it. But that was also why he could go into these debates and be like, Bobby Jindal is polling at 2%. I don't even know why he's here, right? That's why he could talk, <laughs> like, he could talk to Jeb Bush the way he did. And I'm not going to lie. I found that to be hilarious. Yeah. Like, the debates were amazing. He was just showing up. It was almost like when Cam and Dame went on the O'Reilly factor. Yes, yes. Yo, you mad, they're, doggy? They're, yeah, they're play, he's playing with a completely different set of rules. Yeah. So like O'Reilly. No rules. Yeah, right. O'Reilly has all this stuff written down. These cats are like Harlem. Off the rails. Right. Okay, let's do this Harlem shit, right? And so we're going to go in here. We're going to do it like we, they completely change like, that's the, an amazing the language analogy. of the discussion. That's an amazing analogy. Yeah, that's a textbook study in how to handle an away game because right. what they went in and did is normally when people play away games, they flip up into the language and the lexicon of the home team. Mm-hmm. Incorrect. Right. They came out here like we running a boxing one, right? Mm-hmm. We, we are running this how we do it. Yeah. And that's what Trump did. Like Trump stood up in those debates and was just like, yo, I'm going to sun these cats. I don't really have anything to say. I don't really have any points, but I'm going to sun these cats until there are none left. And he sunned them all. And I, I was like, yo, you know, we got he's some a, other questions to boy. have yeah, here. Right. But yeah, this is, there's something to be said for that. Then this started and I think everybody looked around and was like, wait a minute, what now? 
Like what, 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 what exactly is supposed to happen right now? So the part that I've said for the longest that people miss is all these people around Trump have viewed Trump as somebody who could be a vehicle toward what it is that they want or somebody what they want to do. Right. So like Jeff, like Jeff Sessions has a set of ideas of what yes. he wants. Uh, Steve Bannon, who yes. explicitly said that Trump was, quote, a blunt instrument mm-hmm. that could be used to do the things he wanted, like he was a vessel. So like, everybody saw Trump as being a guy that could get them to where they were going, except the problem is— You can't, you can't touch that man's ego. Well, you can't do that, and also— there's no telling what he's going to do on a day-to-day. It's like like a pack of teenagers walking through the mall, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, I got no telling what they're going to do next. And so here, every day, we're just like, so, what the fuck so is what this now? motherfucker? Yeah. So what now? Like, what, what what is it going to be, you know, the next day? What is it going to be next that just comes up for everybody? And it's just like, I don't have an answer. Dude, it's 2017. It's 2017. And we talk about the Russians and a war in Korea. We got, nukes on our sh- we, got, we got nukes on our shoulders, B. In 2017, yeah. right? And, 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 and Nazis. Nazis. We have Nazis. We got Nazis. We have Nazis. And so it's interesting because, like, my bosses are very concerned yes. about, like, what you say about just politics generally, but Trump in particular. Like, is, is that is that it is? We have to be nonpartisan. Well, well – well, the, the the way I would I would bring this up is like they call it the day after the election, and they were just like, you just want to make sure you don't have anything to say derogatory, you know, about the president. How'd you feel that day? Um, did, did I mean did you did you have a sense? I did not think it was going to happen. Right, right. I fell asleep at like nine o'clock that night. For some I think reason, most of us fell asleep, and I woke up at eleven thirty, and I was like, hey, what do you mean it's a three point game? Right, like that's what it's like. You know what I mean? It's like the first round of the tournament, yeah, and you yeah. go do something in like the two fifteen game, and you come back, you'd be like, "What? It's tied? <laughs> I, I don't, I don't understand what you mean. Like the game is tied." And so the next day, I did not think that it would happen. So it was just kind of like, "Oh, so that happened?" Like I didn't really have a great handle on what, what it was. The fuck this yeah, shit. This yeah, is, it's I, our new reality. Yeah, yeah, but I didn't know what what the new reality meant, and I, don't, right. I still don't think we actually know what it right. means, right? Like it's still evolving. But they called and they were just like, "You know, before you not say anything derogatory about the president." And you know, I get where they're coming from. Like I don't ever have a problem with that. I the only place where I would have a problem is if we are not going to be able to discuss something that is like one hundred percent absolutely true, right? Right? You know, that is this purely a statement of fact. Like we cannot deny the existence of fact. And so, like when we talk about Trump here in this discussion. I'm not talking about anything that is up for interpretation, right? I feel like no matter what, though, given where we are, that you don't even really have to say anything in particular or with a slant about anybody in this. I feel like you can lay out the facts and then you can walk away like that. Like that's that's just kind of where we are is that you can just lay out what is going on and you don't have to editorialize very much about it. It's just what it is. You know, you, you talked about it before and you said you don't really like to talk about it all the time, but. Particularly in sports, particularly what's going on with Kaepernick. Mm-hmm. You think these recent uh, turn of events, man, you think the way the NFL is viewing this guy, you think that's going to change? No, I think his career is probably over. Really? Um, I get the feeling, and I have talked to him very, like, a few times. What, ca- what kind of cat is he, man, in person? Uh, I haven't, in person, I've talked to him on the phone. I haven't okay. met any person. Right. He's a thoughtful dude, I man. Mean, like, like, and, and it's shown. Yeah, like I, his actions have shown that he's very thoughtful. Yeah, like I talked to him right at the beginning of this, right. and I've heard people say that they felt like he knew, you know, what he was stepping into and what everything was going to be. I didn't get that feeling the first time I talked to him. Like I talked to him very early in the process, and I got the feeling that it's just like, okay, like this is this has gone to a place that I did not expect it right. necessarily to go. Right. 
I would never have expected one year ago that he would have done all the things that he has done and has been as prepared when called to speak as he has been about these things. There's no way I would have thought that that would have been the case last August. None, none. Um, but no, I think it's, I think, I think the time is up. See, one thing I think people need to remember about him that's different than all these other cats who are going to do whatever it is. That's, that's now standing up. Yeah. Here's the thing. All those other cats were given permission, right? So after the Kaepernick thing happened, all these teams sent it out that we're not going to do anything if they, cause they didn't have any rule in place that said they did. So the NBA, for example, has a rule that says that you must stand for the national anthem. Right. He, I mean, the NFL does not. The NFL does not have that in place. And so that's, I think that's not they, a rule. Right, it's not a rule. So I think they all realized that, and then everybody said, hey, we're not going to stop you from doing this. We're not going to stop you from doing that, whatever it is, right? But Kaepernick did not wait for any memo. He just did it, right? And that seems to be the biggest difference is that he did not ask for permission where these other cats were given a green light of sorts to go ahead and do it. Like They're going to deal with some hell with it, but in the end, they didn't say, I'll just take what happens. It's just, it's just not how it went. Kaepernick being that one, if he ain't in now, I don't see what's going to change that's going to make somebody give him a job. So basically they're out to make an example of him. Or, or it's just they're too far deep to, to – they got to double down. Well, I, I also don't know necessarily – so the thing about like the notion of collusion is you don't have to have everybody get together and say that it's going to be that, right? Like I'm sure that there are a bunch of people who have made individual decisions that are like strictly football related. So okay, case in point. The Giants are bringing Kaepernick in, right? Like, yeah, Eli Manning apparently gets to have that job until he dies, right? He's not going to bring him in. Like, the Steelers are probably not going to be the ones to bring him in. And if you're Kaepernick, it's probably not a place you want to go because you're not going to get any burn anyway, right? Mm -hmm. So, I mean, let's not – there are teams that do not have a use for him necessarily that are not going to bring him in. But there are enough teams that do have a use for him who have decided not to. Now, maybe some of those owners have made the call that that's not what they want to have behind them. I think that some of them probably made the call that they feel like their fans can't deal with it or they don't want the fight that will come with the police union when they threaten it not to wear security or stuff like that. You know, like like, I don't want to – It is a lot of – Yeah, I don't want to pretend as though there are not, like, individual things that could come up before this whole lead collect reach a point where someone who is absolutely qualified to play the scarcest position in American sports can't find anybody to call, mm. basically. And it's not even like, you know, all these, wheel, well, we don't know how much money he wants, but his teams don't know how much money he wants either because they ain't calling. Yeah. Like, that's how goddamn, is that? That's a goddamn shame, man. No, it is, it is a travesty. And so it's a, it's a tragedy. Yeah. Well, I'm, so I'm at the point now where like fighting about him getting a job or arguing that point. Like I feel like the horse done left a bar on that one. Like I just don't think it's going to happen. Um, I think that, you know, there's supposed to be a rally, you know, you know, outside the NFL offices or something like that. Like I think that people are in a position where they can put pressure on the league and demonstrate that they are unhappy. They are customers also and they are unhappy and then see what happens there. But, I mean, we are in a full-on martyr situation, I believe, where his career is going to go down for the fact that – I mean, let's think about this for a second. If his career ends on this one, but these other cats do – even if they were given permission, these other cats do get out here and do the exact same thing, and they're pushing the the point. You can never argue with the effectiveness of what he's done. Mm Mm-hmm. He you said never it in motion. Can. He said it in motion. You never can. And I don't think there's I don't think that he knew that when he started doing this that this would be the end result. 
Like we are going to remember this 25, 30 years from now as a historical moment in not just sports history, but also American history, because this is going to be a flashpoint yes. in everything we have here. Like yes. that happened in 2016, the year of that election, 2017. Like I think those two are going to be kind of put together mm-hmm. in history and he and that Afro it's, it's, and everything it's not with separate. it are, it's, it's all together. It, they are going to be a flashpoint. Yeah, yeah. That's going to be something that kids are going to be talking about. Or we're going to talk to our kids about what happened here. Right. Do we as black people, man, can we? Can, I hear all this talk, man, about boycott the NFL, boycott the NFL, man. Can, can niggas really boycott the NFL, man? Let me tell you, I mean, man. Is that, is that really going to happen? I've heard more people that's down to do it. Right. I mean, we'll see how it actually goes. Right. right? Like how right. many people? I mean, that that's such a part of, of of our lives. A lot of us. Yeah. You know what though? It's a part of our lives. But football season ends every year. Yes. And we find and we, other stuff to do. Yeah. We but, but when do. football season is here, we. I mean, it's. it's yeah, it is. It is. It's, 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 it's fucking replay. Yeah, the difference. The, the difference that football has over the other major American sports really is the fact that the games are played on weekends and mm-hmm. they only play once a week. Mm-hmm. So there's so much ritual that surrounds them, and yes. it does become like a part of your life. It's like, a, this it's, is it's, what it's, we it's, do. It's, it's, this it's, is how we quote do. Quote unquote heritage. You know right. what I'm saying? Exactly. My grandfather, my father, me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like it, it's it, my team. Yeah. It does. Cowboys. Yeah. It does carry in that way where it would be a hole in a lot of people's lives if they decided that they weren't going to do this man but i do think for a lot of people lines are getting drawn here and i'll be curious to see like how this goes how it evolves how it'll go with different teams and this different like what's what's next because i think the part that gets lost in this is like i remember when the dudes what i can't breathe t-shirts um in brooklyn that time and i was like look man everybody needs to figure out what they're gonna do because uh this is the beginning Mm. right like this is going to keep going so with that i didn't predict it quite accurately but i was like some other police department is going to kill somebody and then this is going to come up again like the, all these leagues that they're trying to figure out what to do about expression they need a long-run plan because this is not a one-off this ain't ad hoc this ain't just something that people are going to do today and then it's going to be forgotten about no 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 these are all building actions and now these are the times that we're in all these people are really going to, have to figure out what they are going to do like it's i think in life there's a kind of what side you on thing that people are talking about but just in terms of sports you got to figure out what this is because if you try to buck back at a lot of these dudes as they try to express themselves, you're gonna have a bigger problem than you started with because mm-hmm. people are people are at their wits' end at this point with this, it's, and it can't, they can't avoid it as much as they want to avoid it in their sports, man. We're past that point, so like nine eleven happened. Nobody's saying stick to sports after nine eleven, right? Nine eleven was too big for you to think that it wasn't going to come into sports, right? Mm-hmm. In fact, we invited it into sports because we saw sports as being this healing sort of thing. But there was no stick to sports sort of thing. Even if you tried to say stick to sports, again, it was too big for you to ignore it. What we've got going on right now is getting too big to ignore it, even in the landscape of professional sports. Growing up in the South, man, did you ever think – you see shit going on at such a, you know, to, at this scope or this level. Nah, man. I mean, did, did you think, damn, you know, shit is still fucked up, but we're kind of past that shit. Yeah, because I grew up in the 90s, man. Right. Like, I think people of my age who came of age in the 90s, so the 90s, we're looking really like 20, 25 years removed from the civil rights movement, right? Um, before 9-11, which is a bit of a turning point right. in a lot of these. Definitely um, set a lot of things in right, motion. Right, in a lot of these attitudes. So that was almost kind of like a, a, a golden era for optimism to a degree. Like, you think about this. Bill Clinton on Arsenio Hall playing that's, that's the saxophone. Right. It, was after, it was after the crack epidemic. Yeah, right? it was after that, right? You know, and the economy was booming. And, I mean, yeah, white folks and black folks get along a lot better when the economy's good. We, we were, we were, black people were inching into that middle yeah, class. Yeah, we, right. All those things were going on. The real estate market was taking off. And so I absolutely 
thought that things weren't so bad. Like, I mean, I went to, I grew up, went to school in a town called Walla, Texas, 1,500 people, right? Mm-hmm. In Walla County, Texas, where Sandra Bland got pulled over. Mm. I don't have any real experience to share of just feeling overwhelmed by the racism. Right. I didn't, it didn't feel that way. And there were moments, don't get me wrong. It ain't like it didn't involve, you know, it never came up, but I didn't feel like I grew up in this in a time. I, mean, I grew up in, I mean, we lived in Houston, right? You know, Houston is Houston, but I didn't, I felt like, you know, everything was like kind of rolling smooth. Now I would also make the argument that I didn't quite do all the math on the next door neighbor having a Confederate flag bumper sticker on his mm. car. But which dude, which you saw. But, yeah, but the dude was always very nice to me, yes. right? You know, it's like there's some of those things that, you know, that come up. But no, I did not think that it would be this. I don't think I got, I reached a certain level of disillusionment where I was just like, oh, okay, this is worse than I thought it was. That was Katrina. Katrina was mm. that moment for me where I was like, oh, it's like that. Didn't see that coming. Charlottesville is going to be that for a lot of people too. It's going to be the moment once again. People I mean, they, went. They, people they, went. Got to both. Got to see both sides on the Nazis. They, they killed a white mm. girl. They killed a white girl. That is that is a part of this that they I've killed, been wondering. They killed a white woman. They that is. Yeah. I have wondered if it were a different victim, how America right. would respond. And, and not it. taking anything away no. from the severity of, 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 of the loss of her life. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. No, but, no, but, no. But, but the way it's received, they, they the way it's received. killed a white woman. Well, and then her parents have handled this as amazingly as anybody could expect. So graceful. Also, though, while couched in religion, right? Like it's been very much about their faith in Jesus Christ Mm -hmm. in dealing with this and, you know, and the notions of forgiveness and everything else. Like in terms of having someone that you could rally around and the people around them that you could rally around – like, this is it. And yeah. look, man, she was out there fighting this. That's like, like, them cats are out there with their riot gear that they brought from home. And that woman and all those other people was actually standing there. So, no, let's be very clear about this. Ain't nobody taking anything away from her because she sure did a hell of a lot more than I did that <laughs> afternoon, right? Like, yeah. there's no taking away from her. Right. But I do wonder, how do we do this if it is a different victim? I have wondered that. But, again, as we talked about before on that Imagine If It Was Obama thing, mm-hmm. Ain't really that much of a point on that. But, right, you, exactly. but you can acknowledge yeah. that um, if they were going to try to smooth this over with America, they needed to hit somebody else. Yeah, that's a that's a that's a turning point, man. Yeah, that's definitely a turning point, man. Yeah, how's life after um, highly questionable? It's a little odd. Like, I'm not used to having this free time in the morning, right. for one. Like, my whole schedule is thrown off. Like, I mean, I did the show for four years, and everything was... You guys, did, was, a, you guys did a great job. I appreciate that, man. Amazing job. I, you know, I, I sat in uh, for a few days this week. Um on the show and it was kind of odd because dan and poppy weren't there it was me pablo and then uh greg cody um but yeah no it's uh i really enjoyed doing that show it was a like learning process and evolution in the four years of working with dan what'd you learn man one thing that i learned is that it's something to be said for being able to like laugh and relax more on television. Like, so what I did in large part for those four years, Dan told me when we first started doing the show, he was just like, look, if you let me, I can help soften you on television. And some of the things that can make it kind of hard for people to like get into what you're doing. I can help make you better at doing those things. Things like what? Well, I'd done Around the Horn. That's like the big thing that people knew me for was Around the Horn. And Around the Horn is a bit competitive, right? Like it's not a warm and fuzzy sort of show. You don't really – you get to show some measure of personality but not really. Like I got to – Highly Questionable allowed me to kind of get share a little more 
with the audience. Right. In so you weren't as guarded. You were not guarded. Not you know. I don't even know if guarded is the right word because hey, you can say I wasn't as guarded, but also like we're not trying to get to the finish line on a point, right? Like there's no point system or anything like that. Like now I'm just I'm with these guys and I'm with them every day because I've never been on TV with people every day, and I really hadn't had like working four years with somebody. I'd never had a job. Longer than a year and that's a half. Good. That's your longest job. Before, right? yeah, yeah, a year and a half is the longest I'd ever had a job before Highly Questionable. So, like, I had to learn what it is to have a job where you work with somebody every single day. I'd never had that before. And, you know, the ups and downs of the rhythm that go from there, and then you find the lane, you know, that everybody can kind of work with. Like, that that was what I had to learn because I'd never had that. Yo, what kind of cat is Poppy, man? <laughs> like, like th- this dude is amazing. Like, is, is is he is he really that guy? He is a great dude. Here, here's what he is: is if you get him rolling, if you get him rolling on something, right. then you've got him. Right? right. Later days, I just walk in there, and next thing I know, I hear all this cussing and everything else, and normally about Dwayne Wade. Uh, we just walk <laughs> in, like whoever gets him on whatever role, like you get him on. Like, but the thing is about just the le- the the levitards, right? Because they, you know, Miami, they mean something. Like that's a family unit, and they are the kindest, generous people, most generous people. That you could possibly imagine, right? Like, I don't know how well I would have done there if I were working with people other than Dan, who is so sharing and giving. Right. Of that. Like, you know, like his mom was my realtor when I found That's crazy, my man. first place. So, they, in a sense, they open up their family to you. Yeah. Well, and to be clear, they open up their family to a lot of people. Right. Like, like it's, I mean, they, like that's just kind of how they are and how they operate. They are great. Like, I have all kinds of wonderful things to say about them and making my life a whole lot easier while I was there. So how'd you find out you you were no longer on the on, on the show? Um, I had a meeting with an executive at ESPN, and they proposed the idea of this is my contract was coming up, and they proposed the idea of a show that was more built around me, which is a good thing, right? Yes, well, it's a, it's a great thing. Well, I was also asking for it, right? Okay, uh, to be clear, okay, like I, that was, it was something that I that was this is that was what I wanted to do. You wanted to level up in a sense, yeah. Yeah, um, I don't. Even, it's not even so much the level part as I was about ready to do something else. Right? Like Did I you get tired. Yeah. Well, we do the same thing every day. Right. And again, I hadn't had a job longer than a year and a half before. Right. right. So we we kind of do the same thing every day. And also, as much as like I enjoyed being on the show, and I was kind of you know certainly appreciative of the opportunity to be on the show. That wasn't my show. Right. Right. Like that's Dan's show. And I'm, I signed up to be on Dan's show. I was always comfortable with the idea that it was Dan's show. The people that I work with always appreciated the contributions that I made to the show. And it was not as though I was a lesser piece on the show. But that's not my father. Right. That's not my city. Right. Like, that's a show. But that the it, dynamic. Though. Yeah. That's the a show the dynamic that, was crazy. Yeah. Like it, worked, like, it worked once I got there. But that was a show that existed already. And then we just pulled up another chair. Right. And so... There was, but like, there's a limitation on how much I could do within that, or where it was going to go for me. And so for me, it was just about time to like. It was time for me. I felt like to do something else. When you got on that show, were there some people that are like, "What the fuck is this guy doing here?" Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. No matter what, let me tell you, man. You ever been on work with a website where they do a redesign? Mm-hmm. Like you'll see the angriest emails in the world over a website redesign. Right. Like anything that changes. People are going to have a problem with, and they trying to figure out what I'm doing. Oh, we had this family show before, and now you know the family part is what I liked, and of course, because that's what they were accustomed to. And all you can do is get on there for a few months, give people a chance to decide whether they rock with it or not, and then go from that. But you know, I've been doing this long enough. Anything changes, anybody new comes on, like my radio show. If I'm out for a few days and somebody else comes on, 
It's always going to be the people like, oh, man, get this guy out of here, da-da-da. And, of, of course, of course. there's going to be a couple people that's like, yo, I hope Omani never comes back. Right, of course. Like, you know, but that was what it was going to be. But, but talk about the pressure because this is national TV now. Mm-hmm. It's the national TV, and, and, and you have this obstacle. to over, You have to prove yourself you know, on this scale. Like, like, talk about that, man. And, and, I feel and, no pressure about being on really? television. Really? How the, how the fuck not? I felt pressure, like the, like, the first time I did TV. Right. Like, like 10, 11 years ago, I kind of felt some pressure, and I looked back on it, and I was really nervous and all of that. But somewhere along the way, I figured out it's just talking. Mm-hmm. Right? So, which, which you're good at. Yeah, but I say it's worth, I do, I do things worse than I do with talking. <laughs> so, like, the, but like, the first time I did Around the Horn, I always tell the story that a buddy of mine came and picked me up, because my car was broken down. And so he came and picked me up, and... I was there, and I thought to myself, I got two choices, man. I can either approach this like, man, I hope they call me back. Or I can approach this like they're never going to call right. me back, and so I might as well have a ball. Right. I went with number two, and they did call me back. Mm-hmm. And then I just kept riding it out from there, just kept riding it out from there. So, like, being on television, so like the new show. Yeah, tell us about the new yeah, show. I, well, I actually don't have that much to tell. We don't have okay. a name. We don't have a format. I just know it's going to be really? me and Pablo, right. and it'll start January 2nd, 2018. You guys have a relationship? Yes. Okay. Yes, he is a good friend. We okay. have, like, this is, if you were to ask me what I wanted when it was time, you know, what would be next, I would have told you I wanted to do a show that was more built around me, and I would have told you that I wanted to do that show with Pablo, and I've got that. Right, like, like, like those, those, like those are the things that I have that I can share. That I've absolutely got that, and so I love the dude. Right, I think he's, I think he's really good at this. I think he's going to get better at this in the course of doing this. I think I'll be able to be helpful to him, and I like the ways that Dan was helpful to me uh, when I first started in doing that show. Like, I think it'll be it. But the pressure of the show, nah, I don't feel that. That's amazing, man. Well, one, the contract's guaranteed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, right. <laughs> so, so at least that. Helps. Yeah, there's that. But the other part too, like I've, I've said this before, where. Um, it's my job to do the best I can. It's your job to find to make a good show, mm. right? Like you, you, you somebody was. You in- know what? That, that's smart, man. Because a lot of us go into these situations carrying the entire weight mm-hmm. and not knowing our place or our role. So therefore, if the if the ship starts sinking, we start carrying that fucking weight on us. Yeah, right? I feel that. But look, man, somebody they, they gave somebody a job, and his job was, hey, figure out what TV show to put in here, right? And they decided whatever the TV show was going to be. And then they called me and they're like, hey, how would you like to be on this TV show? Cool. And I'm going to get on that TV show and I'm going to do the best that I can. And I am going to trust that you knew how to do your job. And in knowing how to do your job, you said, I think you can do a TV show. All that matters is if you think I can do a TV show, right? Okay, cool. So now I'm going to go do a TV show. Now, the TV show that I do, if it's not working, then we're going to figure out how to make it work, right? But it was your job to find somebody to make this TV show work. Mm -hmm. Maybe you should have found somebody else, (laughs) right? But, 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 I mean, you got me now. I didn't knock on the door. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, you you got me now, so this is the TV show (laughs) that we are going to do. Like, some days it's going to be good. Some days it's not going to be good. This is just, and one day they're going to call me and they're probably going to say, Hey man, we've had enough, mm. right? I don't know when that day is. I don't, you know, I don't have an answer for you, but at some point it's probably going to be over. I'm going to do the best. Of, all I can do is the best I can, man. Like I've been, you know, flunked out of graduate school. I've been fired from enough jobs. Like I've, I've, and isn't that a good thing? Yeah. When well, you, when you failed enough. Yeah. Well, the so big that, one that, was like, to know that, you know what? I don't give yeah. a fuck. Well, anymore. the one that fell out of graduate school is the one that did it for me right. because that was like, if that was the thing I was supposed to be able to do, like if you were to ask somebody, you, 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 you come from a family of intellectuals. Yeah. Yeah. Like if you asked somebody 15 years ago, like what was more likely me being on television or me being a college professor, me being a college professor was far more likely. Mm-hmm. And so that one, it never dawned on me once in the world that that was a possible outcome. Yeah, why'd you fail out, man? I didn't pass the qualifying exams. Yeah. Was, you know, like, did you do your, did you give it your best or? 
I would say that I gave it my best, but uh, years of not working hard caught up to me in the right. end where this was harder than anything I'd ever done, and I didn't know how to adjust to something being right. that right. difficult, right? Like, right. I, I just I just didn't know how to do it. But um, that was the hard one because that was, like, I was worried briefly about, like, wow, people have always viewed me and my brain in a certain way, right? And so now, like, am I being exposed? Like, is it, is mm. it look like, you know, does it look like I'm a Which fraud? Is, you know what? It's the scariest thing, right? That's what when, I thought. When, when people hold you to a certain yeah. level of uh, of intelligence or, yeah. or, or, or capability, and you start questioning yeah. that. Yeah, and then it was really only for a couple of days. I talked to my parents, I talked to my brother, and they told me that they didn't look at me any differently than they did the day before, right. and that was it. So, like, if I could recover from that <laughs> one, like, what you going to tell me? Your national television show was a failure, my what? <laughs> like, you know how hard it is to get a TV show? Like, you, you know, you know how many people, like, uh, my buddy, uh, James Davis did a show, uh, Hooded Jason on yeah. Comedy Central. I know James since he was a freshman in college. Like, I call him my little brother. Right. And like, you know, that's, that's, that's my relationship with him. And you know, of course, when you start doing the show, he's got, you know, normal anxieties about how it's going to go. And I remember I had to tell him something that my man Rod, Rodimus Prime, yes. the black guy who tips, mm-hmm. told me when we first got highly, got highly questionable. He was like, look, man. I, he's like, I listen to these comedy podcasts and all this stuff. And he's like, you got to realize getting the show is a victory. Yes. Like getting that far. You know how many people will like, so let's think about ESPN, for example, right. right? How many television shows are there on ESPN show on weekdays? Like, you know, you can count the number there are and how mm-hmm. many people are on them. There's a lot of people that want to be able to do that. Yeah. I got a chance to do it. It might not work, right? And if it but, doesn't but I got work, the game. yeah. But I'm in the game, and it's so hard to get into the game. So no, I'm not, I I just I don't worry in that way. I also think, you know, anybody thinks about it, I think I'm good at this, and I feel like with this like with this television show, I feel like we're gonna build it, we're gonna you know get it straight. But if all they do is throw me and Pablo out there with cameras and a microphone and say get out here and talk about it, I feel like I'm gonna give you something. It's go time, right? We can we can make it better, but there's gonna be a certain number of people that I do think will watch this. Yeah. You know, let's talk about this um, this Mayweather McGregor <laughs> event. Like, man, what what the fuck is that, man? Oh, dude, it's a clown <laughs> show. It's it's a clown show, and it's easy money. And that's all it is. And here's why it's easy money. Do people in sports are do, are people in sports really taking this thing serious? No, no, no. So 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 it's a con job to, to not, us. Like we're we're gullible. It's not even a con because I don't even think that the fans are taking it seriously. Really, it's a fight party. Think about that with the fight party, man. When the fights come around, everybody pretend like they know something about boxing, man. They ain't watching boxing. They ain't watching boxing match in 10 fucking years, but they all pretend just, just like that. Just at me, bro. Just right, at me. Right, right. You know, and it's cool. <laughs> but here's the thing. We all like fight parties. Right. Like, we enjoy boxing. Yes. And there are certainly some people who, like, follow it all the way. But yes, McGregor Mayweather is going to be a fight party. Mm-hmm. You know there's going to be somewhere to go, mm-hmm. and people are going to be there watching some it. Drinks. And it's, just, it's, it's a social event. Right, right. Right before the football season starts. It's a social event. Nobody thinks Connor has any chance of winning. So right. they do all this ridiculous stuff to get the attention around it. But when August 26th comes around, it will be the second most important thing going on in the world, the first being my birthday. They're yeah, ruining my birthday, uh, by the I'm way. I'm sorry. You know what I mean? Stop and think about this birthday. for a second. Yeah. If that is on your birthday, uh, you, you, I got all these places that maybe I might want to go. Yes. What's going to be happening at those places? A cover charge. Mm-hmm. A monster-ass mm-hmm. cover charge. I can't charge. even get a drink at my favorite boss. Right. Right. Because this clown show that isn't even going to take man, off. Have a party at your place, man. Yeah, yeah. Why don't you do that, man? I'll bring a bottle. Yeah, I thought about that. Yeah, let's I, do I, that, man. Uh, Y'all, here's, here's let me, let me pro- throw that shit up on Instagram, yeah, yeah, It's a small problem. <laughs> I, you know, I wouldn't have a problem with it except, so like, here's the thing. I think it's a very bad idea to watch this fight in mixed company. Mm. And mm. I would feel wrong 
not invite my white friends mm. to come over to the house, but I don't think it would be safe mm. to invite my white friends mm. to watch this Such fight. What, what are your predictions? Like, what round? Is this going to go full? I think that Floyd is coming out here with the intention of trying to knock him out in the first round. Devil's advocate. I think that's his plan. If this dude loses. If which dude loses? If if, if Mayweather loses this fight. Yeah, let's, let's the, if, Don't say if this dude. Say yeah. if, Mayweather. if Mayweather. It's the big, I don't want to put that on him. That's why I didn't, you know. It's, but the, if, it's the biggest upset in the history of professional sports. White people are going to show their ass, though, on Twitter I mean, and social media. Yeah, ass, I mean, here's the thing about All it. the weight here's of. Here's the thing. Depending <laughs> upon how much. That's pe- fucked up, but, that I know. But depending upon how much people have been drinking, there's going to be ass showing no matter what, which is why That's I don't think too. it's a good idea to watch this fight and miss coming. The last thing you need is that one friend who say something because he's been drinking and he didn't even know he had it in him. And now we got a problem. Got Remember, a problem. Jack Johnson fought Jim Jeffries in 1910. Mm. It was race riots. Mm-hmm. Like fights bring out the worst mm. in people, and I will say, if Floyd, <laughs> yeah. if Floyd is fighting for the dignity of the race, I sure wish we could have somebody fighting for the dignity of the race that I liked a little bit more. Mm. Like this is the, I mean, I guess he had to hear what we want, right? You're not a big fan of Floyd, no. Okay, no. Why, why not? The whole, the, the, the be- whole money team. Well, the beating women thing is okay. kind yes. of a, the money team thing. I can kind of live with, right? I mean, like Ray, I, Ray J's on the team. Was that Ray J's on the team, right? Oh, yeah, I guess he is. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. any team with Ray J, had it first. Be fun, man. No, I, I mean, hit it first. I hit it first. <laughs> I mean, it's, but I think the money team thing was a brilliant caricature that he built in 2008. Is when he built this money Mayweather persona. Everybody's losing their houses. Floyd's throwing money in your faces. Mm. Right, like I think in terms of just promotion, he figured out how to make himself a heel and a draw while not being a boxer that people find to be especially entertaining. Right. So I give him the credit for figuring that out, but. The stuff with him and beating women and the way that he handles it after the fact, can't rock with it. Just can't do it. What other events are you looking forward to, man? Sports events. Who? Let me see. Sports events that I'm looking forward to. I, mean, I got to figure out how I feel about football season, man. Because, mm, like, yeah. it's here. Like That's a that's a big one. Well, you know, though, but I'm not going to pretend like I don't make, like, principal compromises all the time in the name of sports. Like, I still watch college sports despite all my issues mm-hmm. that I have with not paying players. Like, Florida State, Alabama. Kind of looking forward to that. Mm-hmm. I think that'll be a – like, I think that one will be a winner. And I am, as always, ready for the NBA season. Yes. Hoodie Mellow? Hoodie Mellow? Well, I don't know what's going to happen with Mellow. Is that an indication of – have you been watching? Yeah, watch, I've, I've seen Is this. that an indication of, of, of his play this year? I don't know because I have no idea where he's going to play. It's like, I have no clue. He's going to be in New York. I have – I I don't see a good reason for the Knicks to get rid of him, so I think he'll probably win. And they won't get what they want back for him, and they're not going to take on Ryan Anderson, right? But they got to get somebody for him because Melo's still the only reason to come watch that team play. Like, Porzingis is getting better, but he ain't the reason. Like, I've I've gone from thinking Melo was overrated to thinking Melo is underrated without changing really how I felt about Melo. It's like what people have said around him has changed so much over the years. So I figure, you know, if he winds up back in New York, I want to back. Look, I want anything that keeps the Knicks sorry because when the Knicks are sorry, it's hilarious and it makes for great content. <laughs> even though, even though that now you're a New Yorker, oh yeah, but you're actually, New Yorker I, either, right now. I either want the Knicks to be sorry or really good, right? No or, in between, or even, or maybe, but they can't afford to be in between at this point. No. I know. But, yeah, well, there's can't. another space they though they where they're just good enough to get y'all's hopes up because nobody gets their hopes up quite like Knicks fans. <laughs> <laughs> nobody <laughs> falls hard. This man right here. Nobody nah, falls nah, hard. This man right here is a nah, hard. I'm, I'm a Knicks fan, but I'm realistic. 
That, 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 did you not a Knicks fan? Dude, yeah. you weren't yeah, realistic, realistic a couple of years ago. I wasn't, but I'm they, realistic. They, they beat that realism into your head, man. Listen, <laughs> I'm a weary uh, Knicks fan. All right? hey, I, I, one thing, I don't think Knicks fans get enough credit for their loyalty and dedication yes, yes, to this yes, team yes, yes, either. Yes, like, yes, if you value it, it's, all hardcore it's, Knicks it's, fans out there. Y'all are some amazing people. It's man. the 90s. It's the Ewing era. Yeah. It's all yeah. of that shit that went yeah. on and heartbreak. Sparks Reggie Miller. Yeah. Yeah, all of that. You got to once again remember, I'm from Houston. They ought to build a statue of John Hey, say, John Starks, we didn't name a free. Freeway after John Starks in Houston, <laughs> right? Because you can have you can have forty five. The Southwest Freeway is now the John Starks Freeway. That That's crazy, man. Yo, what do you listen to these days, man? Man, I was actually thinking about that on the way over because I knew he was gonna ask that. I've been so caught up. Like this year, I have not really gotten into that much new stuff. Mm. I am still though. Anderson Anderson packs Malibu from last year. Amazing, I was amazing. That. amazing. It, yeah. it is. I I I don't understand why more people. Like, I feel like I talk to people who know and they're on it, right? So it's not like it's some album that nobody's aware of. But I'm like, no, 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 no. You know, you know this what is it the is. coldest thing I've heard in years. You know what it is, man. People don't appreciate fine things, man. Yeah. yeah. You know what I'm saying? People like, don't appreciate fine things. Like, that that it, was an amazing album. It is incredible. Album. And also a fascinating production list where you're looking at getting like Ninth Wonder and Mad Lib yes, and all yes, of this yes, drum yes, swing, yes, yes, music yes. peaks. Um, did you fuck with K Trinata? I did. I did. Um, and the only thing about that, about the K Trinata, like, that's the 99.9, right? Mm-hmm. You go to enough restaurants in Miami and it's like, yo, this all sounds like K Trinata beats, mm-hmm. right? Like it's kind of got that, that sound yep. to it, but like I rock would, I, I did really like, like what it was that he was doing on Easy. that, on that album. 444. Four, four. So, I ain't going through all the work it was going to take for me to listen to that yet. Like I've listened <laughs> to a few tracks though. I think yeah. it's, I think it's good. Oh, you good. haven't listened to it yet? Not all the way. I think it's like what I've heard, I think it's good. It's a good cohesive yeah. body of work. And, 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 that's, what, and that's what I'm looking not, for. Not the extra tracks. But that's what I'm looking for from Jay Z at yet. this point. It's yeah. just like interesting albums. Yes. Like, the American Gangster album was the one where I was like, oh, okay, cool. So you figured out and found the lane where you're just going to do interesting albums, mm-hmm. right? Like Watch the Throne, which I like, don't love, but it's a really interesting album, yes. right? It's a great concept. Uh, right, because what you need the money for. I mean, Watch the Throne is basically the middle finger to racist white America, track mm-hmm. after track after track mm-hmm. after track mm-hmm. after track, mm-hmm. wrapped up in all this money and everything else. But underneath it all, it is all like subversive against the notion of a white ruling class. Like yeah. every step of it. Really interesting sort of thing. So um, that's where I'm with Jay. It's just like, okay, cool. Do these interesting things. I would have liked to you have done these interesting albums like between ninety seven and two thousand, right? Mm. When he was running the game and, you know, putting out albums with like flames and fillers and nothing in between. Right. right? Well it was a different time. It was. It was and a different he was trying to get that money. Yeah, there, exactly. No one has ever been more shameless about Wait, I'm just trying to get that money. Wait, what you said between what years? Like 97 and 2000. The, the, in my, the In My Lifetime stretch. The volume one through three. I mean, but he had, he had to go multi-plateau. He had, to, okay. he, had to, he had to dumb it down. So, so and, 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 and at that time, because there's nobody in this room bigger of a Jay-Z fan as me. Mm. Facts. Like, 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 Facts. Like, that was right. do-rag Jay-Z. Yes. So the albums he gave you weren't even touching the B-sides. Yeah. You but, can't fuck with, with yeah. fucking do-rag Jay-Z. Okay, but let's think about this, okay. though, right? So let's go through those three albums, because yes. I, I think you're right by and large. But the problems with Volume 1 were not... They were attempts at selling records that failed. Because the, the problem with the, Volume the two, One is the two, the two or three, yeah, the three, like, yeah, the three or four tracks that are off. But it's still everything a fucking else is flames. Classic everything album. else yes. is flames. Yes. And then you got I know what girls like. Uh, the city is mine. Sunshine. City. 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 Sunshine. Mm. City is mine. <laughs> stop. It's not stop, that bad. Stop. 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 City stop. of mine. No. Lucky me is the one I'll let you say is not mine, that bad. Like he's talking to big, my dude. He's talking to Big. Look, look, look. If you're going to talk to Big, say something better. Or say it Ooh. over a better beat. Whatever it is. Yeah, like, yeah, like, yeah. like, 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 like,
I didn't say it was the heat. Yeah. But it's, it's, I, a, I, I, it's I still tolerate it. It's a, it's a, <laughs> I tolerate it. Now, Sunshine, I'll never forget, because that came out uh, like oh, September of 97. Sunshine is the joint with, with, with Foxy? Well, yes. Foxy. Heidi Williams did the video. Somebody, it went somebody colored. Just, somebody just posited on Twitter. Had they not done a video. For Sunshine? For Sunshine. What? Oh, the song stinks. With that record. No, no, no. The song stinks. The song stinks. I will never tell you about the video, though. I'll never forget. It was my freshman year of college. Uh-huh. It was right at the beginning of the year. And we were in the lounge. It was always on, on Rap City, right? And the Sunshine video came on. And a couple of these annoying New Yorkers, like we had just talked about, damn. were in there. God and damn. that Sunshine video came on. And I just remember turning and looking at them. And I'm watching as they are trying to find the silver lining in this, right? Uh, those, like they, 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 they try to find a way to say that this is there. Like, it was such a B. They were so done. <laughs> they were so heartbroken. Right, are you laughing too hard right now? Because you let them down. You're, you're laughing too oh, hard. Oh, man. You're, you're but, they but, needed it so bad. Big just died. Sir, let me they remind needed you, you, it so bad. You are a New Yorker now, sir. <laughs> Don't they need you it are so New bad. Yorker. <laughs> they were so heartbroken. And that was peak Hype Williams era. Yes, so, so that video was like the Buster. Busta Rhymes or Missy, Missy Elliott video, they colorful. Got the worst of everything. They got the worst of everything. So then Volume 2 comes. And Volume 2 is Hard. flat out shameless. I'm just trying to get this money. I'm trying except to, I'm trying to someone except with the super grimy first single mm-hmm. that kind of charted this course. Mm-hmm. And so that one, like, it's got jams, right? Mm-hmm. But it's also got a bunch of stuff that didn't really hold up and I ain't like that much at the time. Volume 3 is another one for me. It was like the things I like on Volume 3. So what, So Ghetto's on Volume 3? I, I hated Volume Do- 3. See, all right, so yeah, Ghetto, I hated Volume 3. Mariah right, Carey so Records. Is on that one. Dope Man's on that one. Mm-hmm. Do It Again is on that mm-hmm. one. What's the other one? That, there's another track on there. I mean, Big Pimpin', but there's another one that I'm like, okay, this one is hype. Outside of that, it's like. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's passable. It's kind of all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? And then we got Blueprint. It was like, oh, okay, thank you. The Come album right. we've been yeah, waiting yeah, yeah, on you yeah, to yeah, put yeah, out for yeah, the last yeah, five yeah, years. Yeah, yeah. Um, are you reading anything, man? You have time to read? Well, I just got my hands on the. Uh, the uh, the galley for the new Coats book. Mm, that's my, I, I saw that. That's I saw, my next I saw you posted that. Yeah, that's my next project. Yeah. Um, you you know Tyler Hesey, man? Yeah, yeah. That dude is amazing, man. Oh yeah, he's so much better at this than us. It's ridiculous, and I don't think he fully appreciates how much better he is at I, this than the rest. I, I of think us. he is. Is he like an introvert, man? Is he, is he, is, he, is he, I think that's a fair description. Right. I've been trying to get him on the show for years, man. Yeah, I think that's a fair. Like, description. I, you know, I, I did the interview with him for Playboy right, yeah. last year. Um, yeah, how was he, man? Was, they flew you out, right? Yeah, they flew me to Paris. Yeah. And I would have kicked it in Paris for a week to do that. He actually told me later, he was like, he read through it and he was like, that's me. He's like, he said he did that he didn't think anybody had really gotten that out of him. Yeah. And I think part of it is he and I had some, like I read both of the books, right? Mm-hmm. I read The Beautiful Struggle and then I read Between the World and Me. And I right. saw a lot of similarities in the way that he came up. But also I saw like a parallel between how he grew up and he talked about his younger brother in those books, and I saw parallels there and how I grew up relative to that. Like, we had very similar parents, right. I think is the best way to put it. And so there was a lot to his experience that I understood and that I think I was able to get into in ways that I'm not sure other people could have. Because I just it's a very particular, I have Pan-African parents sort of experience. Mm. So I was able to, like, really get, you know, get that from him. But now, like, when he, when he's losing, he's hilarious, right? Like, he's a, like I really like the dude as a, as a person, and he's really, I mean... Dude. Listen though, when 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 his pen hits the paper, right, right, right. When, when, when his motherfucking pen, when word hits the streets that goes is written. Paper. It's like okay, we got something to go do. Yo, right that now. that I'm still ingesting his case for reparations. Yes. Still, like that 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 was an amazing. I, the, I got a hard copy of it at the house. I had to buy a hard copy. Crazy, of it. crazy, 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 man. Who else gets you excited, man? When they, when they write, oh, man. or what gets you excited these days, man? 
dude, what gets me excited is the prospect of sleep. Yes. <laughs> that, yes. that, is, that is the uh, <laughs> that is the biggest thing right now that gets me going. I've been like this move has been so like moving to this city is it it takes a lot. Like it's an all encompassing sort of things. I've been here now I guess about a month and a half, mm-hmm. and that has just been the dominant thought is like I'm still getting settled, man. Still yeah. getting these boxes out the living yeah. room. Went down to Chinatown to buy some lamps mm. today, mm-hmm. you know. You know, try, try. And yeah, it, it does take about a year, a year and a half to get used to New York, man. But, but you know, most people that, that come here and they survive it, after a year and a half, they love it. Man. Oh, y'all be all right. Well, yeah. here's the other thing, too, if we're going to be real about it. Um, I, 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 what you think about this winter, though? You think you're going to survive this winter? I mean, I get a coat. Yeah. Like, that's all I can do, yeah. right? That's all you need that's is a good fucking do, coat, right? That's all I can do is get a I coat. I can't understand and people that live in New York yes. and Tim's. complain about the cold. Get a fucking yeah, good coat. All I can do is get a coat, man. Yes, sir. That, that's it. What was I about? I was just about to say something. I forgot what it was already. You forgot what the question was already? Uh, what Get else? Acclimated. You, what, oh, what, what else gets you excited, you, man? Yeah. Oh, wow, there's one in between because I was actually struggling with the uh, excitement level of it because I've been, you know, stuck in this stuck in this year world. I yeah. think we just all had a moment. Yes, sir. We're old. Like I think that's just what happened, and we we're just, tired. Yeah, yeah, we just all had a moment. Yes, but sir. It's all good. Yo, Bomani, man. Anything else you want to announce, man? I mean, I'm, I'm glad. I mean, I, I look forward every time you drop the evening. You know, evening Jones, man. Yeah, yeah. We go. I like, like that you keep that shit going, no matter how big you get, man. You know, I, I, that's in my contract. Yeah. It is written into my contract that they have to let me do a weekly podcast. And, it, and it's so smart that you never let go Mm-mm. of the thing that got you here. Yeah, I needed that, man. And part of why I needed it was I started doing the Evening Jones because I needed more places like to do sports. Like mm-hmm. I needed an extra avenue for the sports stuff. Now I can't do that. ESPN makes the fair point that if I'm going to talk about sports, that I should do it for them. Right. So I'm like, OK, cool. Y'all got that. But that actually turned out to be a blessing because then that meant the Evening Jones could take a life of its own. Yes. So if you weren't a sports person, then you could get into it. Like, like that's where it could go. Oh, this is what I was going to say. Talk about like New York in a year and a half and yeah. taking time. Yeah, 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 yeah. One thing I, all, I readily admit, and I guess this counts as humble brag, but this is the truth. The thing that tears people up about living in New York is surviving, man. Figuring out how to pay all these bills. New all York this, is ex- fucking right, expensive. Right, it's expensive. More so than Miami, right? Yes, yes. absolutely. You got to be rich. Yeah. To be poor here. Yeah. But I'm good. Yeah. Right? Like, I mean, and, I, and, I, and but that's a real thing, though. Like, right. you know, the exhaustion that people have just trying to keep their head above water is something that I don't really have to be concerned with. Right. So in terms of enjoying it, I've had a great time with it because I'm also not sweating like, damn, another cab ride? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, now, now you, take me back, you take me back a little while. Whoa, whoa, no, 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 no. And that ain't even like 10 years ago. Yeah. Like five. Like, yeah. yo, yo, man. Yeah, this is still new money. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, yeah, we'll, we'll be having water, you know? Like, yo, man, this is. So are you, yo, you really careful with your money man i am operating I'm, i am it's not even so much that i'm so careful as much as my tastes are fairly minimal yes right like i like no, that's I, a that's a nice time piece sir well that was that, that was, was a very nice time piece, sir. that was that was the thing i did for myself yes. like i readily after i signed the last contract this is what i that's did a, for that, myself. That, that's a great thing that you did for yourself yeah, i got sir. the car and i got to watch and then i had to sell the car yes and that hurt there you go that hurt bad yeah i still it doesn't make sense to drive here dude Sorry. No, especially not the car I had, but right. it still well, what didn't. What were you driving? I went and got an M4, man. Mm. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. It, hurt, it, it hurts you here, and I had to sell that <laughs> car. That's what everybody said. It's like, damn, you had to sell that? And I was like, yeah. Was it a good return? It was good enough. Yeah, that's good. Two-door. It was good enough. Was that? Two-door. Yeah, it was cool. Oh, that's right. That's right. Well, the thing was that I waited until I got to the last year of the previous contract mm-hmm. to get the car because ain't none of this promise, right? right? Of course. And so I had come into a little money. I which, was like, which is very smart. Okay, I was like, okay, I'll go ahead and get the car. And, man, that thing made noises, man. <laughs> Ooh, it made noises. It did Were wonderful. you a different animal in that car, sir? I could did that, be. Did it change you? The, it, here's the most fun I had in that car. 
I took it home for Christmas last year, so my parents could see the car. And I took my mom. What color? It was a uh, mineral white. Okay. So I took my mineral. mom. Yeah, mineral. Yeah, that's what they call Internet. it. That's that? what they call mineral it. Mineral. White. Mineral. Mineral. Off white. Yeah. Eggshell. Yes, you know? So I took my mom out, and we driving down this back road. I'm going like 85 miles an hour in a 30, and I look over at her. She could not have been more proud. Like, there's no way in the world that she could have been more proud. Like, that, that was a, so, baby, we made it, right? Like, I'm whipping around in that bad boy. <laughs> All of this. And also learned in that moment that, like, I don't know what my dad was driving at that time, but if he had a Mustang, he had a chance. Like, I could tell she very much so appreciated that, this that piece rush, of machinery. That, yeah. And that was probably the most fun that I'd had. When my dad, when my parents came to visit my last spot in Miami and were, like, watching my dad on the balcony looking at the water, like, that was the moment where I was like, okay, on for him, it's just like, yeah. yeah, he was like, it's amazing. He's like, I'll be damned. But my mama ride with me in that car while I'm doing crazy, reckless things. That was the made moment, like right That's there amazing, with her. Man. She loved it. That's amazing, man. Congratulations for everything. Thank you, man. man. I appreciate and, and, it. And continue success. I'm trying, man. We're right here, man. That's we're what I'm about to say. We're here now. We're neighbors right yeah, now. I say, you the one, man. I got people coming up to me talking about the mogul and everything. Yes, sir. And I tell people, this is the thing, man. You used to listen to me on Sirius. Yes. Now I listen to you yes. on Sirius. Yes, yes, like, yes. That, like that whole crew and people we had around we came the Morning from, like, Jones. 05, 05, 04, yeah. 05 was an amazing time. And then man. we get to 2010, like the Morning Jones starts coming and all yes. the people around that that's got podcasts and things that they've managed to make work. You know, my man Corey's now mm-hmm. doing the boxing stuff for Showtime. Yes, sir. You know, so he's made it on his thing. Like that. That turned out just to be a place of a whole bunch of people who were in the beginning of doing some cool things, and then we fast forward, and we living, man. We living, man. We 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 doing it, man. Well, once again, sir, it's always an honor to see man, you, man. I yo, yo, stop by, man. Stop by. You, you can be, you can be like, you can be like a. Uh, 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 a co-host. Oh no, dude! You know I'm, think I'm here. I like, 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 who do you want to see on the show? If you want to see, if if, you, if there's somebody you want to see on the show, tell you, man, you get, you get this is a good one because you've had so many of the people that I like I would and did like want to see on right. the show. Like, since I can't, since we can't get Pimp C on the show, which I, I think would actually have been like the most fascinating Pimp C, R.I.P. Pimp C, that we could have had. I mean, you had, have you had Gucci on yet? No, not no, yet. not yet. Not yet. I got his. I actually just got a copy of his autobiography that I need to read. We yeah. had him on Highly Questionable because one of the cool things about Highly Questionable is my dad called me. My dad's eighty years old, right? Dad called me. Hey, man, I gotta say, I learned a lot about these rappers uh, from your show. Like he's just like, yeah, you know, I didn't really hadn't thought that much of him, but now I find myself <laughs> looking him up and finding out this story. Is it Gucci? He was totally fascinated. Right, he likes Gucci by yeah. the interview. Oh yeah, he loves the Ray <laughs> Shrover boys too. Yeah, like, yeah, that, that was a good episode, man. Oh yeah, he asked me. He'd be like, yo, man, so how are them boys with Tupelo doing? Like, like, <laughs> like, this, like this is what it is. But Gucci, there's no way you could have told us in 2005 that like basically. The sound of the industry would shoot off of what Gucci yes, was sir. doing, like before he made Which that last right? trip to jail. Yeah. Especially because we was clowning it. Yeah. Like we were, we used to basically have to have like committee meetings where we're like, "So are we cool with this?" So icy, so icy with with um with Jeezy, with Jeezy, yeah. But at that point, we were really getting together. Like, so like, is it okay to say we rock with this? Right, like, is, we, it, we, is, we, is this rep- yeah, uh, like, is the like, South really gonna yeah, win? Yeah, yeah, like are we cool? Because that was that was it. Like yeah. that was the one. We're just like, so is the South gonna win? Right, we're like like it's really catchy, but are we allowed to like? this just because it's catchy and then he did a show at the tabernacle in atlanta just a few days ago and apparently Crazy. cracked that bad boy out and shut it legendary down. status being right like the, the idea that jeezy had a 10th anniversary concert for yes. uh, tm 101 yes. filled up Crazy. the box Crazy. Crazy. like and that was another one where we were like so i mean this is jamming but like are we okay with this like thug, was like, it thug motivation thug motivation right yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was one where we were like okay this is jamming, and we'll work the rest of this out later. And then, of course, he got way better, yes, you know, as a rapper to where you course. didn't have to ask like he's questions a fucking anymore. statesman right now. 
how, right? I mean, I mean, you know hard work. Right, you know. Smart, you know, like intelligent, 15, right moves. Like on 15 different levels, yes. the fact that Jeezy is just still out it's here crazy, living man. the life is like man, hard I'm to consider. I'm still bugging at the South one, man. We did win. You yeah, know why got, the, but you know why the South one, though? Because the South music was always based on feeling and emotion rather than an overemphasis on technical skill. Mm. And feeling and emotion is always what drives in music. Which is which is why Tupac is a legend, right? It's, right. It doesn't matter if you like Tupac. Right. It does not matter if you're a fan. I, you I, can't I, deny I, it. I finally got that about Tupac like maybe about three years ago. Yeah. I think it might have been Knife Wonder or, yeah. or, or Young Guru, and they explained that shit to me. Like, it doesn't matter. Yeah, I know you had, to shake, you, had to, you had to shake a lot off to get to this Tupac thing. I, I, had, had, to, I had to. Like, I was. You, you know, I was hating Tupac. You know, I was hating on Tupac. But, like, right now, when I listen, I'm like, damn, nobody can really fuck with this Yeah, dude. like, I'm not the biggest Tupac fan, but part of it is I didn't live that life. Right. Like, my childhood was happy. There's a whole segment, <laughs> but I'm dead serious. Though. Right. There's a whole segment of people where they're like, "Yo, that is my this life. Is my that saint. is what I lived." Right. It's like we well, can't argue with people about Allen Iverson. They're not arguing with you about basketball. They're arguing with you about their lives. That's the same thing with Tupac. Yes, sir. You could be in here, man. He ain't have no metaphors. Look at how this like Boosie's like little Boosie the same way. Boosie. Grown man crying in his presence. You gonna talk to me about if he can rap? Mm. It don't matter. He, Look at this. He's better off not being able to rap. Right. You know what I'm saying? And he, and he kind of can rap. Yes. Right? But it didn't matter. Like, the the way that people feel is, like, what it gets down to. Yo, you but, know, I just, we just had, um um what's his name? Ace Hood on the show. Yeah. Amazing dude, man. You ever speak to that dude? Amazing, amazing story, man. Just like this, this is, this dude is into yoga and he's into like meditation and like fucking lucid dreaming. I'm like, what? <laughs> what? This is this what we're doing right now in rap? A nigga named Ace Hood? Yes. Man, I love it, man. Hey, man, we all, hey, we all started a place and then we wind up wherever it is yes, the sir. place that we go. Yes, Evolution. Sir. Yes, sir. Bomani, man, thank you. Dude, so thank much, man. you, man. And, and looking forward to your show, man. I pray, January 2nd. 2018. I'm telling you, man, it's gonna be good. Yes, sir. Like I feel, I, of course. As I mean, confident. when have you not been good? Like, it, like from the blogs. But, but see, that was the part I wasn't gonna say. I mean, it's been a long time since I dropped a brick. Yeah, right. And, mm. it, and look, and if this the brick, I mean, talk nice. I mean, I mean but, it, but it has. I mean, it really has. It's been a long time. And if this the brick, then this is gonna be the brick. Yes, and I can live with that. It will not know? be a brick, sir. But it's not. <laughs> it's not gonna be a brick. Talk your shit, B. It's talk your shit. It will. I say at the very least, because I'll be working with people who will not allow it to be a brick. Like we're gonna. I think. I've learned a lot about letting other people do the work they're supposed to do. Mm. And I think we And that's what it is. Get out people. the way and, and let them do their work. Ladies and gentlemen, Bomani Jones. Yo, King, man, what's up? Yo, it's dope, man. Shout out to Bomani. Yo, hit him up on Twitter if you want to take him out to Sweet Chick. Get him acclimated with some of these fine cuisine spots out in the city. You know or what I mean? Brooklyn. There's, there's, there's two Take, bring them Brooklyn. Come, come, come to Brooklyn. Come, come to Brooklyn. I come to Brooklyn. Come, yeah. Yeah. Where, where, where you at? Well, I usually, um, my my producer on Highly Questionable, he um, is an investor in a restaurant in Fort Greene. So okay. I know they come out and catch him for brunch okay. nice. out there on Sundays. That's nice. On a, I don't know how y'all pronounce it here. It's DeCab in Atlanta. DeCab. 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 That's how y'all do it. DeCab, Houston. Yeah, I knew Houston. Houston. Houston, I knew. No string. Yeah, motherfuckers be fucking up no strings. I, 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 I listen to rap music, yeah. man. Like, like, that's one thing about Brooklyn. They be like, oh, all of a sudden, all these things make sense oh, now. Oh, that's no strings. Myrtle. Yeah. Oh, it's a street, not a beach. Do you, yeah. do you eat Caribbean food? Yeah, I do that. All right, cool, cool, cool. Yeah, no. Take it to a Caribbean spot. Yeah, hit me, dude. Dude, Let's hit me the game. I, I am down to figure this crazy place out. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll help it. you figure it out, man. I'm still trying to figure it out, man. <laughs> I'm still trying to figure it out. Yo, King, let's let's, let's take this off, man. Dream those dreams. Yeah, internets, you know what it is. Dream those dreams and then man up, woman up, and live those dreams because a life without dreams is black and white and the universe flows in technicolor and surround sound. Blow. Thank you, sir. Oh, man, I appreciate you. Oh, we appreciate you.